This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 15th Sunday of the year, the 16th of July. I'm a great fan of gadgets and I depend on gadgets of various kinds on a daily basis, whether it's my mobile device to the kitchen appliances. We all like a useful gadget, something that makes life easy and our tasks less laborious. But for many people of an older generation it's often hard to keep up with the pace of change and things that we only imagined uh, might happen as children are now fairly commonplace. And that's nothing new because from the time the wheel was invented mankind has become ever more creative in the way that we make progress. 2,000 years ago they were doing the same the parable of the sower in the gospel this weekend gives us an oblique insight into the way of farming at the time of our Lord. And as Jesus is the supreme catechist or teacher, he often highlights those things in everyday life which were familiar to his hearers. In Palestine at the time of our Lord, there would have been two ways of sowing seed. Either the sower would have scattered seed as he walked up and down his fields, but of course, if the wind was blowing or he wasn't a very good aim, you can imagine the seed went everywhere that it shouldn't have gone. The second way was the lazy man's way, and not uncommon. They would put a sack of seed on the back of a donkey, cut a hole in the corner, and walk the animal up and down the field until the seed ran out. Equally, a lot of seed was lost when the animal crossed paths or stopped or strayed. And so you have the scenario described by our Lord. The seed, though, in this case, is the Word of God. So the question is, how do I receive the Word which God speaks to me? At Mass, in prayer, when I read the Scriptures. At Mass, you know, on a Sunday we hear four readings from the Bible, if you include the psalm, and we're supposed to listen with gratitude and humility because God is the one who is speaking. And he's speaking to each one of us in particular. That's why St Augustine advises us, we should hear the gospel as if our Lord were present speaking to us. We must not say, happy are those who could see him, for many of those who saw him crucified him, and many of those who have not seen him have believed him. The very words that came from our Lord's lips were written down and kept and preserved for us. Now, one of the little rituals we do at Mass before the Gospel is to carry the book in procession, accompanied by acolyte candles. In solemn Masses and feasts, it's also hallowed by incense. And before the reading begins, we make three signs of the cross upon ourselves, upon our heads, because we want to understand God's Word, and on our lips, because we want to proclaim His Word, and then over our hearts, to show that we want to love what God says to us. At the end of the Gospel, the priest kisses the text as a sign of love and devotion for what we've just heard. And he says silently, by the words of the Gospel, may our sins be washed away. We say in response to what has been heard, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. But God isn't just satisfied with that, with just lip service. He says, now show me. And we show it by not letting his teaching remain 
active, inactive in us by not letting his word fall on barren ground. You know, sometimes it's very easy to see that image of the sower lived out, where all that, in that imagery somehow, our lives are the various types of ground that the seed falls on. Sometimes we can start off being very full of enthusiasm for the things of religion. It might be prayer, doing works of charity, taking on a project. We can be very good at beginning, but sometimes not so good at completing or seeing through something. Often we're all full of good intentions. We promise everything, especially to get what we want, to have a child baptised, to be received into the church, to have a marriage blessed, to get a child into a Catholic school. How often have I as a priest become really optimistic and hopeful about something or someone and then you get disappointed by that lack of enthusiasm that ensues. It's easy to promise something, it's difficult to see it through. Because to begin something is the easy part. To bring something to completion is holiness. And that is why a most important prayer for us is to ask daily for the grace of final perseverance. Is my life composed of that rich soil which allows the things of God to take root and to grow into something great? Or is it shallow, stony, so thorny that there's no chance of the seed taking root and producing fruit, no chance that God's word will change me? Will what I promise ever happen? Or will laziness, negligence and apathy conquer my good intentions and stifle the possibility of the word of God taking root in me? The good news is that if we live according to the word of God, to what Jesus teaches, then we will become the rich soil, prepared to receive God's grace. There is no ground, no soil, too impervious or too hard or uncultivated for him to sow in. Any soul can become rich land, even though it may previously have been a desert, because God's grace never fails us, and his care is greater than that of the most expert husbandman, like Mary, who received the word of God in her heart first, before she conceived him in her womb. We can be that home, that rich soil for God's promises. Let us pray. O God, who show the light of your truth to those who go astray, so that they may return to the right path, give all who for the faith they profess are accounted Christians the grace to reject whatever is contrary to the name of Christ and to strive after all that does it honour. Through Christ our Lord.